You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, now available on the Emoja app. We're your hosts, Fatima Al Sayed and Imran Darimsi. On this weekly talk show, we invite professionals and teenagers to take us through their journeys and give us advice. Remember, if you have any questions for the panelists, you can always leave them in the live comments and we'll get to them during the show. And before we start, we wanted to mention a bit about the Inspire platform, which is a question and answer platform for career advice in our Shia community. Uh, as a rising professional, you can ask for great advice from other professionals in our community. And as a mentor, you can give advice to our community's future professionals, as well as uh, students who may be younger than you. Uh, and that is available via the Umoja app uh, with an account on Android and iOS for free, of course. So today's speakers are Fatima Ali and Hannah Jean Mohammed. Both are rising college seniors studying computer science. Fatima, who is an who is active in groups including Muslim Women in Tech and UC Irvine Muslim Student Union, is currently at Twitter, but she's previously had interned at Apple and Google. And Hannah, who is co-president of UT Austin's Ahlul Bayt Student Organization, is currently a returning software engineer at Facebook. So both like incredible speakers today. Um, welcome uh, to Fatima and Hannah. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks Thank so you for much. coming on. Um, so I guess the first question, since since we uh, kind of did your bios already, um, can you give us a rundown of what computer science is um, and what what its many applications are? And that one, uh, if Fatima, you want you, if you want to start that one, and then Hannah, you can add if you have anything. Yeah, for sure. So I guess I can kind of talk a bit more about like software engineering specifically, since CS is a pretty broad field, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, like our day-to-day -day life is kind of really using software to solve problems and then trying to figure out like how we can really best fit software to the needs of a user and also often to the needs of like a business or whoever is kind of mm -hmm. you know building that whole product and so the applications of software there's really broad and it can be also really like social good related like last summer at google i got to work on this project where we helped a nonprofit that was shipping extra crops from farmers that had surplus to food banks that were in need. And oh, wow. so we got to like really talk to those users and figure out how we could make a website that would help them with a lot of that process and mm -hmm. really like streamline a lot of the manual things that they would look for. Like they would try to figure out like which food bank is near a farm. And so we could instead like use the Google Maps software to kind of like automate that for them and to really make those things quick. So. There's kind of like a lot of different things like that where you can just use technology to help people and to really save time for people. Yeah, and I guess to add on to that as well, at the very mm -hmm. basis of CS, it's about solving problems, right? Using logic, using math, but you don't necessarily have to be a math person either. Um, anybody really can do it. Um, at the very basis of it, you just got to be have that passion to solve a problem out there. And there's so many things in the world um, that use CS. Um, for example, I guess for me, I'm really passionate about using CS in like health tech or healthcare, as mm -hmm. well as like the teaching and educational field. Um, if you just look at healthcare all around us, we're trying to make things more easier for patients to access their information. Mm -hmm. um, even just technology surgeries and all that stuff, they all use technology. And right. I would love to work somewhere kind of in that as well, or like in the curriculum as well, how we teach CS students. Um, those little building blocks really like lay out the foundation for where you go on later on. So I'd love to like work in something like that as well. So CS is everywhere. Um, you just name one industry that you're passionate about, whether it's like economics, public health, all of that stuff, as if you were saying, Imran, and like you can find a way to use CS mm -hmm. in that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about that <laughs> before the show. Um, Hannah, can you tell us like what exact or maybe hard skills um, or soft skills someone would need to really um, succeed in this career or to you know know that they have a passion to go into this career? Yeah, so I think the first thing just in general is to get started somewhere. Um, because you know, never know how it's going to turn out until you sit down and maybe write your first program. Um, and there's tons of resources, first of all, out there to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of hard skills, those can all be learned as you sit down, have that dedication to go through classes or online courses. Right. It's really the soft skills that really matter. And that's the persistence, mm-hmm. the determination, the dedication. It's also about communication and being self-aware of where you are in your journey and understanding that there's going to be difficulties and there's going to be times when your code's not going to work or you're going to be debugging for like hours and that's okay. It's, um, I would say to succeed in CS, you need a lot of those soft skills. And I think communication is a big one, especially once you start going into um, working for a company or in the corporate world. And I think Fatima, you can agree with this one as well, um, that your communication matters to your team, how like the work that you present, everything you do, you're not just sitting on the computer coding. You're, you have to present your work out to the business to mm-hmm. see if it meets like the needs of the company. Um, and it's really also an attitude and mindset thing as well. Fatima, mm-hmm. if you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can add on to that a bit. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely like what Hana was saying about how much your like social skills really matter. I think being like a fun person on a team and being someone mm-hmm. that people can look to for help when they need help right. with their code and that really like answers their questions well and puts the effort in and being mm-hmm. a good teammate is really important and that can really like bring you forward too in your career. So definitely like being a good fun person to work with is always important too. Yeah, makes sense. And I think that goes with uh, a lot of jobs, but you know, it's interesting to see that something that's so related to just being on the computer most of your time is uh, so communication based, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I guess we can um, pivot a little bit to talking about your stories specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fatima, if you want to take this one, um, why did you get into CS and software engineering in the first place? What was that? Was it like one event or was it, you know, maybe you took a course or yeah, if you could just walk us through your journey. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like a series of things for me. And the first time that I really coded was back in high school. I was a reporter for our school's like journalism news magazine and news website. And Mm -hmm. I kind of learned how to like use HTML and to use code to make our web pages pretty. And that really opened my eyes to how I could combine my interest in design and in art with code. And that kind of got me hooked, but I still was a little intimidated from, you know, going deeper into programming and kind of that whole field since uh, I'd just been kind of intimidated by seeing other like guys in my class who had been coding since they were like three years old. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, is it too late for me to catch up? Like uh-huh. I kind of had a bit of like a barrier in that, but I had an older brother who actually switched majors to computer science and that really supported me to give it a shot. And so I took a class at a community college over the summer and it was a really, really good time. And I had a professor there that was actually a woman. And so she talked a bit about what it's like to be a woman in tech. And she was really just supportive of us and about our dreams. And I think that experience really like got me hooked. And I really just enjoyed like the logic and problem solving of that intro class. And from there, I just kind of went forward with it. Yeah, that's interesting um, that, you know, uh, you had a mentor that actually really like facilitated your journey into that. So that's the next thing we'll talk about. But Hannah, mm-hmm. if you could share your story on how you got into CS and software engineering. 
Yeah, so um, I would say the same thing as well in the terms of having somebody like a mentor that really pushed me into it. Um, right, yeah. So back in like high school, so I think it was ninth grade, so freshman year of high school, got my first taste of coding, had my Hello World program. Um, <laughs> so it was like, exciting. I didn't really know what I was doing then, but I was like, you know what? Let's just try it out. Let's just see. Um, so I took, kept taking CS classes and I took AP Computer Science my junior year of high school. Um, mm -hmm. And in that class, like in that section I was in, there was only two girls in that class. Um, but my teacher was amazing. Like he, like, I felt like he was always there as a sounding board for me, always encouraging me. Um, even when I didn't know what was going on with my labs or my code, he was always there to help, like, just make sure that I had that attitude to keep going, that persistence. And mm -hmm. because of that encouragement, um, that really solidified, like, I guess my love for CS, wanting to keep doing this problem solving because I love CS, but I kept getting held back, I think, by those roadblocks of, like, I can't figure it out, but having that mentor really made me realize like I can do it. And so I decided to then, you know, go for CS after that point. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you both had, you both mentioned uh, role models and you both had role mo models going into SWE. So what is the importance of those role models in empowering more Muslim women to go into the field? Um, if you guys want to go Fatima and then Hannah. Yeah, I'd love to start. So I think for me, a really, really big part of my journey through tech and especially in getting more confident with software engineering was my exposure to the groups Muslim Women in Tech the first mm -hmm. summer after my freshman year. And then I also helped out and organized a few events from interns, which is like a Bay Area based kind of organization for interns and new grads. And I think through mm -hmm. both of these, I just really learned a lot from the stories of people that were just a few years older than me and that had gone through all the experiences that I was dreaming about. And just really having like the support of them throughout the interview process and throughout all of the kind of figuring out like what I wanted to do was really helpful. And I think especially like just having representation and seeing mm -hmm. like, oh, like other Muslim women have done this and they've done an amazing job and I can kind of follow along their footsteps and just like really being close to them helped me a lot with feeling like it was something that I could do long term too. And I think it also really taught me just the importance of like also mentoring peers and mentoring people younger than you and like really right. giving back with the knowledge that you're given from mentors and keeping it not just within you, but like moving past you and also to like other people that you kind of just meet here and there and just really being open like with the knowledge that you've been presented and sharing it as much as you can. Yeah, and I guess um, bouncing off of that as well, mentorship shows you that there's someone out there who made it through all the ups and the downs hmm. and you can make it as well. Um, and I think for me, that really goes to the point of when I got to like college, uh, when I applied to CS, um, the system at UT is a bit weird. So you have automatic admission if you're in the certain percentage of your high school. Um, so you get oh, okay. into university, but not into your major. So it's like a two-time like application or admissions process. So I got into the university, but not into mm -hmm. CS. So for me, that was like, bam, okay, rejection. Like, what do I do now? Right, right. So um, I went in undeclared the first year and then did mm -hmm. like an internal transfer process. Um, but for me, after transferring in and going through like a year of CS um, as like a semester behind my peers um, that I would have been with, it made me realize like the importance of what mentorship could really be, uh, what I could also help students as well um, going through that process. Because it, you do feel alone sometimes when you feel like you're the only one having to go through a transfer process or having to do something. But as with mentorship, you can show students and other people like you're not alone in that and that you can help them too, um, which is why I'm super excited in the fall. I'll be mentoring like students who were transfer students, like internal and external. Oh, yeah. And for me, I finally get to like have that moment to be like, hey, like you guys made it and we're going to get through it together, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right. 
so mentorship that is a very special place in my heart because you know like throughout all the failures and stuff you can show someone that you can get to where you need to be so going off of that um Speaking of perhaps being in, in uncomfortable places, um, you both did your internships at really large names. Um, so that, I mean, well, I don't know if it did, but I, I'm thinking that must have felt intimidating. Um, so could you speak to that a little bit? And what advice would you give to someone uh, going into one of those companies like, you know, Facebook, Apple, Google, Twitter uh, for internships? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I can start off with this one. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So basically, the one thing, first thing to remember is that you got here and you made it and you deserve to be there. So that's the very first thing is that acceptance of like, like, don't let imposter syndrome get to you, which is easier said mm-hmm. than done. But this mm-hmm. is you are meant to be here and you do bring value to the company no matter what. Um, the second thing is find your people. Um, it could be people on your team. It could be um, like an employee resource group. It could be some other interns. Um, when you find people that you can talk to and just honestly just be yourself when it's not just talking about work and stuff, I think that really makes all the difference. And I can kind of give an example where just a few days ago, actually, I discovered this mindfulness group um, at Facebook. And I was like, oh, my God, this is super cool. And I realized that they had um, these like 30 minute meditation mindfulness exercises every single day um, led by an employee. So I was like, OK, mm-hmm. I'm going to check them out. So I started going on Thursday and Friday. And it honestly was like the coolest experience ever. There weren't that many people on the call, which made it even more personal. And everyone is just super friendly. Um, it was a very compassionate space as well, because we all got mm-hmm. to check in on how we were feeling. Um, these are like full-time employees. Some like were interns. Um, okay. And for me, I was like, oh, like this is definitely going to make a difference in my internship and feeling like I have a space where I can be fully 100% myself mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. check in with others as well on how they're doing, you know, with remote work, with like, you know, deadlines all of that as well right yeah that's especially you know important when you're not in person so yeah yeah, can definitely yeah for sure and then i think uh fatima um Mm -hmm. maybe a little more specifically you know being someone who i mean both of you are visible people of color right um but the, the hijab, I think, adds that extra layer of visibility to uh, us Muslim women. I remember from my own experiences with with um, large corp internships. Um, so can you speak to that a bit? Um, how did you navigate that and um, through th- all three of your internships? Yeah, definitely. And I will say, I feel like it's definitely gotten like easier the deeper mm-hmm. into the tech world and kind of the more internships that I have. Like when I look at myself at my first internship and now going into my fourth, it's like, I don't know, almost like a completely new person. Like I feel yeah. like it's definitely been like the more you kind of get into it, the more you prove to yourself that you can handle it and that you can succeed, the easier mm-hmm. it becomes at mm-hmm. the end. But it's still kind of hard. Like every new internship I start, I have to kind of, you know, like get up to speed and really just like, right get feel comfortable with a new team and your new teammates and everything and I think it's definitely like it definitely adds an extra layer to kind of have a hijab and be a little bit extra different in that way and like you sort of have Mm -hmm. this idea that when you go into that first introduction meeting the first thing they're going to see is your hijab and then they'll see you and you'll they'll see your personality and Mm -hmm. your like work ethic and all those skills but you really kind of have to be aware of that and I guess it just for me it kind of just means like putting in a bit of extra effort to kind of nail those first introductions whenever I can and just really like kind of trying to do whatever I can to maybe, you know, like show up well and to really like be a good teammate and be someone that they enjoy working with. So 
I think it kind of just like motivates me to put a bit more extra effort in those first few weeks. And I think something that really helps me when I first get started in a new company or like a new group is really just like immediately joining like the Slack channels of all of the different like employee resource groups, which are kind of like different groups focused on supporting like women or Muslims or kind of other different initiatives and stuff. And I think from there, I just always really see like, okay, there's people like kind of in my shoes and one way or another, you know, like women of color, Mm -hmm. like hijabis, Muslim women, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like they're they're killing it. They're like having each other's back and they're supporting each other. And so I just really always get like inspired by the warmth in those communities. And it really just like, like wherever I am, that's like always the first thing I do just to kind of like gauge and like feel more comfortable about my new situation. And Mm -hmm. I think like another really big part of kind of working through that imposter syndrome or just getting more confident in the new place that you're in is really finding like people that you can like talk to. And I think a really important thing for me has just been having like peers and like interns that I could kind of like, you know, like share about. And like a lot of times like you're going through similar things, like maybe like your first few weeks, you're really nervous about something or when you have like big intern presentations, you can kind of like load off some steam together. So I think there's just a lot of value in like being there for them and also kind of being able to like talk to them about how it's going and just like really seeking out those like strong peer relationships Mm -hmm. from the start can make a really big difference in your internships. Does it make a difference to have mentors who are specifically like Muslim, who are um, part of your lived experience um, rather than having, you know, um, I don't know, the teachers we had in school who were mostly (laughs) all white and male? (laughs) Yeah, I think there's definitely like an extra kind of level of like, well, like they've been able to do this, like kind of really just getting inspiration from them. But I also think there is definitely like value in having like a diverse kind of spectrum of like who you get advice from and like who your Mm -hmm. mentors are, because sometimes like, I don't know, just the way that we're like brought up in our culture, we can maybe have some like, I don't know, like limiting views on some things. Or for example, Mm. like if you think about the way that you get promoted typically in tech companies, it's a lot of like speaking up about what you've worked on and really like promoting your own work. And a lot of times that Mm -hmm. maybe isn't like how we're culturally brought up to be, you know, like Islam kind of has like this like quiet excellence kind of thing, which is like totally, you know, has its own kind of place and time, but kind of learning to like, you know, change your approach and be a lot more vocal about your accomplishments for the corporate world. Like that's kind Mm -hmm. of a journey. And so having like maybe mentors who have like different kind of cultural backgrounds and different kind of views around that can kind of help you maybe align yourself with that in a different way. So I think there's definitely value, but I also think it's important to kind of have like different voices and different people you go to for advice too. Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah, I wanted to ask like a more general question. What is um, one misconception perhaps that you find people most have about CS or about software engineering? Yeah, I think a misconception is that you have to be like a genius. I think to be like, everyone <laughs> thinks you need to, I don't know, you yeah. need to have a certain skill set or a certain knowledge base uh-huh. be coding since you were like, I don't know, born or whatever. So <laughs> not true. Like both me and Fafa both discovered coding in like high school, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And more than that, CS is a field that is, constantly evolving and you're constantly learning new things you know you can't ever be an expert in what you're doing which is why like before i would said like you know those skills of like dedication determination and persistence that's what's going to really make you successful in cs um yeah i guess to a certain extent you know talent will take you to a certain portion of it but there is a part where it's not gonna like get you that much further like that's when you right. start putting the work to start learning um and that's why i think we have to change that misconception because that's why so many people are so discouraged to enter this field because they think that they have to be a certain type to be in, which is not true, you know? Mm-hmm. What advice would you both give to CS students um, academically and with finding internships? 
Yeah, I can maybe start with that. And then I guess also just to add on to like Hana's earlier point, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it's, er, (laughs) I kind of forgot where she was going with that, but I'll come back to that. But yeah, definitely. So I think really important to kind of, you know, like just really start understanding yourself and like how you can work best with yourself since a lot of your classes will be demanding and there's definitely kind of like a learning curve with each quarter and each like class that you take on, but just like Mm -hmm. really learning what works for yourself and just making space for like your needs and really like having a balanced college life is really important. And with that too, like having friends, just like reaching out to lots of people in your classes can make such a big difference. Like sometimes you have to get to be creative, maybe like looking for like lab partners in different ways. But I think just like finding a good support system for every class you take and as well, like being there for them and really kind of having like a two-way street really makes those classes so much easier and so much more like productive and like much more like a like happy like learning experience too and mm-hmm. I think especially like if you have chances to do like paired programming or like partner program labs that is always really helpful and for me like my first two years a lot of my classes like focused on that approach and it really really helped me get comfortable like explaining my technical concepts and like my knowledge when I'm coding in interviews for companies so I think just like really taking those little kind of chances to get better with your technical communication skills and to get Mm -hmm. more comfortable working on collaborative group projects can really take you far. Mm -hmm. And in terms of kind of like preparing for internships and really getting like your resume ready for that, I think just like seeking out any opportunity you can to get like some side projects or get involved in things and kind of start getting like little positions here and there on your resume can really help you stand out since when you're applying for that like first internship especially it can be hard since it's like you don't have that many things to differentiate yourself between other people but any kind of like a little research or little like group team project thing that you can find can be really helpful and for me like freshman year what that looked like was I signed up to like I applied to be a tutor for the first DS class Mm -hmm. after I took it so that was like my second quarter of college and that experience was definitely really helpful also just in like learning how to explain code and how to really communicate about code to people and then like a little later that freshman year I also applied on actually Reddit like Reddit's a really big thing at my school and like someone had posted about like a web project that was like a schedule building app for our like schools enrollment process and stuff and so I just applied for that and I got to like learn web development technologies and like also really learn how to work with the team and collaborate again and so just having those two experiences was what really like kind of separated me when I was applying for that first internship and kind of what I talked about in my interview too since a lot of things Mm -hmm. you need are just like experiences and kind of like ways to talk about how you work in a team so I think just like really getting creative and having an open mind to find those opportunities and kind of start building with whatever you can and like also not being kind of closed off to things because a lot of tech is just like figuring out what you don't enjoy so that you can focus on what you do enjoy so Mm -hmm. like the sooner you try everything the sooner you can kind of figure that out rather than like holding yourself back and being like it needs to be the perfect opportunity or Mm -hmm. like I need to know that I love it before I start I think just Mm -hmm. like really getting started wherever you can is the best way to move forward. I love that you brought up resumes and actually being part of the interviews and going in and talk because that's probably one of the hardest parts, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get all the experience and everything, but if you're not good during an interview (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then Hannah, do you want to go off of that? Yeah, I would say um, like, first of all, roadblocks are not forever. Um, There is always someone out there who can help you get through it. And I know sometimes it feels like um, when you're, not enjoying something or when you feel like a class is really bringing you down it feels like it's kind of the end but it's not there is a way to get help so that's the first thing is like I know we're all always afraid um, to ask for help sometimes we're afraid of bothering someone or maybe it's an ego thing and we want to be like oh we know what we're doing but the truth is ask for help and people will get it to you 
And I think the second thing is not attaching, I think in general though, like for anything you do, don't attach what you're doing to your work. Um, because CS is part of your life. It is like school, college, career, but it's not your whole life. Focus on other things too that make you happy, like your hobbies, uh, friends and family, organizations, whether they're technical organizations or religious or social. Um, I think those are the things that are really important is understanding like your worth does not get defined by just one single thing, that you are a person with so many different interests and so many things. And if you focus on that as you go throughout college and in CS, um, things won't seem so permanent, I guess, when you don't get to where you need to be or if you fail at something, which, by the way, with every single failure, success does follow. So keep that in mind um, as well. And I think going in with the internship process, um, which is very difficult, I think one thing to really um, understand is I know this is cheesy and everyone says it is really be yourself. <laughs> and I say this because from personal experience, I remember um, going to career fair and I did not have a very impressive elevator pitch. Like I was just like, I think it changed every single recruiter because I was getting tired. <laughs> on. So I was just like, at the end, I was just like, hi, I'm looking for a software engineering internship, which is like not, it's, it's not good. Like, you know, what does that say about me? This says nothing about me. It's not impressive. Um, and then I was like, you know what? The next recruiter I talked to, I'm going to tell them what I really want to do at CS. Um, and the next recruiter I talked to was not a health tech company, but I told them how I wanted to use it in health tech and healthcare. And we ended up yeah. having a really good conversation. Um, and I felt like we nice. connected so much more, even though like the company was not health tech at all. Um, I was just, you know, just talking to them. But after that one conversation, that's when I was like, this is what I need to do. Like, I just need to tell recruiters what I'm really looking for. And I know I can get experience from any company to get to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. um, but they want to hear what I'm really, truly passionate, passionate about, not just being like, oh, your company's cool. Like, I want to be a software engineer at your company, you know? <laughs> In the recruiting process or like memorizing what their company's exactly. about and <laughs> regurgitating and, it yeah yeah and you you learn these mm. things you know i learned that career mm. fair like what was working what didn't um and it was that like one or two last conversations i had was when i was like this is what i need to touch on going forward um and that's the way i've been able to have more personal conversations with recruiting or mm -hmm. team members or interview process when you're asking questions um, that's how I, I was like, okay, now I know kind of where to go from here. So yeah. just truly be mm -hmm. yourself, you know? And remember, I think this is like one piece of advice that comes off from what you guys are saying is that always remember that these are big companies, but you're talking to actual humans, exactly. you know, and you all have those shared, um, life experiences that you can also talk about. And sometimes people get jobs because they have the passion for the same sport. Mm -hmm. Um, so <laughs> You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Speaking about future goals, which, Hannah, you touched on a little bit. Um, what are both of your future goals in CS? <laughs> okay. I'll go. Um, yeah, so I do, um, so like with after post-grad, I definitely want to start working full-time, um, whether that's software engineering, right. possibly product management. Um, but I would love to go to grad school later on down the line, like much later, later down, like probably late twenties, early thirties, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't quite decided what exactly I would want to go for, but I really want to go into the teaching space, like at a professor level. Um, I would love, I've always loved teaching and I think mentorship is kind of like based off of that with that. So, um, like if I went into like educational psychology, cause I would love to work on the curriculum we have for CS students and how we can make that better, especially for students who don't have that experience going in. How can we make them stay in the field and let them know that, you know, that they have a spot here. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and also just teaching like those soft skills or communication skills, recruiting and stuff. Cause no one ever teaches you that stuff. You have to learn on your own. 
Um, and I do think we can do a better job of making that just more available to all students in general. So I definitely want to go into teaching later on. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, definitely kind of a daunting question, but I'll try to take a stab at it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and I mean, I guess like things are kind of changing for me every year too. And I always have like new kind of interests that I kind of go down. So I think a big thing too is just like following those rabbit holes whenever you find them, like even within like different sides of like tech and software engineering roles, like all of my internships have been in very different sides and kind of like spaces and tech stacks. So I think just like really following your curiosity is really important. Like a lot of times I've been told this advice from like different mentors that like when you're planning or like when you're trying to plan your career, you might like think you're going to go to one place, but like really you kind of go there, you find something else you're interested in, you kind of go to another place that you like a lot more and everything kind of like leads you down one way. So mm -hmm. I think too, like maybe not kind of trying to get yourself to like stick to a perfect sort of career trajectory kind of yeah. alignment thing can be helpful too. Right. But um, right now I'm thinking of definitely like working as a software engineer for a few years and I've also kind of been really involved in like Muslim women in tech and different groups like that so I definitely am also excited about like actually me and Hana have this idea of like really opening kind of different spaces for like high school and like incoming college mm -hmm. transfer students to really support them through like those first two first few years of like college That's as incredible. a computing major and really like help them kind of get their first internships since like that first kind of thing you get can be like the hardest to really understand yeah. and to really like get through the process for so that's definitely something kind of exciting that we're kind of figuring out so if anyone's interested in like being in that or like helping us do it feel free to reach out too because we're always excited about that but yeah and like on campus I've also been involved in human computer interaction and health informatics research so I'm so thinking about maybe going a bit deeper into that and like maybe eventually having more of like a research oriented career so that could involve getting a PhD at some point but so kind of seeing how I feel about everything so <laughs> yeah Okay, nice. Um, okay, we are almost out of time, but we can't end our show without your final pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is, if you know someone's watching the show and there is one thing that you want them to take away, uh, what would it be? Uh, and uh, Fatima, if you'd like to go first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah. I think I'll leave you with this really big kind of learning that I've had from this tech blog called No Idea Dog. It's like a software engineering okay. career blog thing and mm -hmm. it just really emphasized that like getting promoted is a form of diversity work and it just really talked about how like when you're kind of striving in your career and making all of these different like shifts and getting to where you want to be like you're doing that for someone who someday like really needs to see you in that role that you're going to be in succeeding and I think this has really been true for me like in all of my internships like whenever I see like older women either like leading my teams or even just like mentoring me I really just like seeing them in that role has had such a big impact on me and like what I thought I could do too so I think just like not losing sight of that in your career and realizing that as like Muslim women or minorities or Shias there's so much that you know like identities bring to the table and there's so much in terms of like paths that we can take for future for future people from our communities and like we can really carve out a lot for them if we kind of guide our careers in that light too yeah and I guess yeah. my um, final piece I would say if you're ever given the opportunity to connect with someone and share your story and I don't mean just the good but the bad as well the times you made mistakes or the time mm -hmm. you messed up or things you did that you weren't really proud of um share that story because there's someone out there who so right. desperately needs to hear that so that they mm -hmm. know that they can keep going on and get to where they need to be because when we're when we're willing to share the hard stuff we take this little space and we make it bigger and bigger and bigger for other people to come in 
and connect not with just us, but with the people around us. And that's how we create a community. So share the hard stuff, do that, you know? Both of those pieces of advice are so crucial. Um, thank you both for sharing your experiences um, and for being um, like amazing <laughs> in, the, in your fields and achieving so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having us on. Like this is an amazing opportunity for both thank of you. us. So thank you. Yeah, it's been an honor. Thanks so much. For sure. Okay. And thank you for tuning in to the Umentor Talk Show. Make sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. But before we go, Imran has a quick uh, message. Yes, uh, so we are so excited to welcome back our Umoja family uh, for Umoja Games Special Edition, um, the largest Shia soccer tournament in North America. Um, registration is now open at our website, umojaoutreach.org slash games. Um, and, you know, just again, Richmond, Virginia, July 31st to August 1st, 2021. So please register. And, uh, and remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to say that oh, yes. COVID protocols are going to be followed mm -hmm. extensively yes. throughout the game. So um, don't worry. You guys can check out um, Emoji Outreach Foundation on Instagram and see yep. their posts all about that. Mm hmm. And remember, you can always catch uh, our previous episodes, the You Mentor previous episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Emoji Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.